You ready? All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is your old buddy, Chewy, and I am back this evening with my best brother in the world and fellow 406 North Lane godfather, the one and only Pip. How are you, sir? Good. Doing really good. Excited to finally be a part of one of these very exciting up-and-coming vlogs that we have going on here. So... So just a, just a little bit of kind of backstory here. Um, again, Matt, Matt um, and I lived together for uh, the better part of our days at, in Bloomington. Um, we lived first uh, in the dorms of Teeter Thompson, Thompson Five, um, and then we then we moved out to 406 North Lane, um, where we lived for a couple of years on North Lane as well. Um, and so we, we have been kind of threatening to do a, a, a podcast or a vlog or what have you for what seems like five or six years now. Um, right. Every year we get, every time we get together, we talk about how we're going to do it and we never get around to doing it. And so I started, um, I started doing this kind of rambling nonsense during COVID here. And, um, and, and we've been trying to find an opportunity to get, to get Pip on, um, and I think we finally found it. So, so um, the, a couple episodes ago, I kind of randomly on a uh, on a late evening, I poured myself a drink. Cheers! And um, and I started rambling about my all time the, the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers. And um, and again, that that was that was not planned. It just sort of happened. And the, the first comment, or the, I got a text the next morning, and I believe the text was, oh, you bastard, you did, you did, the, you did Mount Rushmore. And so um, we, uh, we thought this would be a good opportunity for, for Pip to get on and make his first of hopefully many appearances here on the, on the podcast or the blog. blog. And, um, and, and so he could kind of offer his rebuttal uh, to my top, top five lists. Um, so, so anything you want to say before we get started? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, first of all, thank you for <laughs> having me on your uh, on your vlog. I'm I'm very proud and honored to say that I'm, uh, you know, for those who who don't know me, um, I am uh, an official 406 North Lane alumni. Uh, so I I feel um, you know like I have at least a little bit of ownership over the the branding that is the 406 North Lane. You and I started work on the website a long time ago, which is your website and you've done all the work. I contributed a few things here and there, but I've, I've always been following it and very excited to contribute to it whenever I had the opportunity. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, we've been threatening to do this for a long time on all of the many topics that we, that we both love very much. And this, this is a special one for me because it goes back to the day where you and I would, uh, would would probably drive slightly hungover to the video store on uh, on college and go pick up you know five wrestling movies for five days for five dollars and we would just sit in our room and you know not do homework and not do not write papers and things and we would watch old WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles and Survivor Series and it's it's just one of the many bonding points that we have so obviously when you put this blog or your vlog out it was something that I saw and I'm like, well, I, I, I can't be silent on this. This is by no means a rebuttal, but more so a, an addendum or, a, or just my shameless attempt to get in front of your audience and say, hey, what about me? I, I like wrestling too. So um, 
nobody else returned my call. So this is how we, uh, how we have it set up. Yes. You, you, uh, so, so for those of you who don't know, um, if you've ever, if you've ever been following, um, on the website for the God, for the past decade and a half or so every year for WrestleMania, we do a, a pyramid and we do a drinking game because we get together every year and we watch WrestleMania. Um, this year, obviously, we didn't due to COVID concerns, um, but we did exactly what we're doing right now. We got together on Zoom, we got together with my brother, and we sat there for two glorious nights, and we watched WrestleMania together, and we built our pyramid, and it was, it was glorious, and it was weird, and, um, but it was an opportunity for us to, uh, to still kind of hang out. So, um, yep. so anyways... Um, so let's see if if you if you recall um, so my, the the kind of list that I came up with was a list of overall best performers in WWF slash WWE history. Right. Um, so it, it wasn't necessarily the best in ring for performer. It wasn't necessarily the best promo. It wasn't necessarily the best character. It was kind of all around. Um, and so part, part of the reason that I kind of got on that topic was I, I had watched uh, the, the, under, the, the Last Ride uh, documentary on WWE Network about The Undertaker. And, and for, kind of forever, The Undertaker has been kind of my, my number one. Um, right. And so I, so I kind of went into that list. So, um, so I know that there's a, there's a couple overlaps uh, on our top five list. Uh, so we'll, we'll go with the two that are consistent first. And then, uh, and then we'll give Pip an opportunity to, um, to, to rebuke my other three or to add his three to mine. How's that? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Um, so the first one that I know there, that there was an overlap is um, the, the master of the Stone Cold Stunner, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, again, for me, he was kind of, he was everything that the Attitude Era was all about in WWE. So uh, I, I, had, I had my thoughts, take it away. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't possibly argue with that. I think, um, and and I guess maybe slight spoiler alert, like he's going to be the newest guy on my list just because, you know, of my reverence for the old legendary uh, days of the of WWF yore. Um, but but he's absolutely on there because I think, and, and you'll see a bit of a trend with the people that I picked on this list, almost every one of them, in fact, every one of them to a T, does the face and the heel roles very very well like they were both fantastic faces and fantastic heels and austin was not only that but he sort of played everywhere in the middle too it didn't really matter whether he was the face of the heel everybody really loved him and he had you know the most uh, incredible charisma i think of all of his peers and I mean, the Stone Cold Stunner, I mean, how can you beat that? Like, that is just one of the coolest, badass finishing moves uh, that he, he found a way to put pretty much everybody, you know, through that at one point or another. And what he did for the business was just absolutely incredible. And if anything, I'm regretful that I missed a lot of his heyday. And I've seen it all to some degree, but I wasn't really big into wrestling at that time. So I didn't see it. But from top to bottom, he was, he was fantastic. I think he was the best of, of his entire group in that era, for sure. Yeah, you know, one of the uh, – years ago, I don't know if you remember this, 
we, we were sitting, yeah, I think we were sitting in a BW3 and we were talking. Which means we were like, drinking, so no, I probably don't remember this. <laughs> so we, we were talking about potential lists that we would do if we ever did a podcast, right? Actually, actually now I do, actually. <laughs> and one of the lists that we, actually, I'll tell you when, exactly when this was. This was WrestleMania 30 when it was, and what we did to pregame building the pyramid was go and drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right okay yeah that that sounds yeah. like it's so, up rally. but one of the lists that one of the things that we had on that list was the best finisher right and like right. the stunner has got to be on that list because it's a finisher absolutely any any guy regardless of size it comes out of nowhere you know it looks like it legitimately breaks like the son of a right? bitch right <laughs> yeah so absolutely one of the in fact probably uh, from my list, if I'm looking at it, my second favorite finisher off of sure. my top five list, for sure. I, I know what your favorite finisher you is. You know what my favorite is. There's no doubt about it. Okay. We'll All right. get there. So that's so we got Stone Cold. Um, next up, the, the, um, the, the this is the last one that we are, there is overlap, was the Macho Man Randy Savage. Correct. Um, and and kind of as, as I talked through my list, um, again, I've always said that Taker – was my favorite, and I still I still think that's the case. But I think if I were, I think Macho Man is probably the best all around performer. It might not be my favorite, but I mean when you when you put what he could do in the ring and his the way he talked and and the the pomp and circumstance and the you know Savage was he was he was absolutely amazing, and the fact that we lost him so. So early, just really, but just sucks. Absolutely. I mean, in fact, I think it, it's going to be a real tough one to say between him and one of the other guys on my list, my absolute favorite of all time, because there just was nothing wrong about anything that he did. He he was the perfect combination of out of the ring charisma with in the ring talent and technician work that he did. It, it was just amazing. He um, he was one of the few people like back in the days. You'll see wrestling documentaries. A lot of wrestlers um, had managers put with them because they needed mouthpieces, and it was sort of the opposite with Savage. He was he 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 was his own mouthpiece. He didn't need any help there, but he had sort of the eye candy aspect of it. And Elizabeth obviously was a highly underrated part of his entire presentation. Although I think everybody gave her, you know, certainly the, the props that were due. But I mean, nobody. I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I don't think anybody in the history of the WWE, from my perspective, takes a bump like Randy Savage. I mean, oh, the guy just got – he just looked like he got used and abused. And um, he, he could sell anything. His, his, his finisher was good. It was fine. It was, it was dramatic and had a lot of flair to it, so it was cool. But my favorite signature move of all time was the one where he, he used to take a guy by the back of the head like he was going to do a bulldog, and he'd run, and he jumped over the top rope and brought them down on on the top rope and the guy would flip up and, and DiBiase would sell that better than anybody right and they just fly back and he didn't use that forever but no I mean Macho Man absolutely there was nothing wrong with anything he ever did like he was perfect he was honestly one of the most energetic and the most fun wrestlers and he was the most feared as a as a heel he he was great he was fantastic he's probably my absolute favorite of all time I I, I or, think very close if if we ever if we ever sit down and do one of these where we do the the best matches of all time, it, it would be impossible to do. But maybe we could do mania matches. 
I got to think that him and Steamboat at WrestleMania three is the best WrestleMania match of all time, or, or it's gotta be on that list. Right. Sure. I I think that's, you know, uh, for wrestling fans, that, that is a widely known one of the best matches of all time. And one of my personal vindications or I don't know if vindications is the right word, but one of the, one of the things that helped make me feel like I was a qualified wrestling fan back in the day is like, I've always felt that since I, the first time I ever saw that match, I thought it was one of the greatest matches I ever saw. And then it just became sort of this this part of the lore of, of WrestleMania three. Like that was just one of the greatest matches. And I 100% agree. It was so good. And it was because of Savage. Like Steamboat was fantastic. I can't take anything away from him. But Randy Savage is the reason that that match was as amazing as it was. And yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, I think one of the other things that, that they don't do, certainly don't do today that they did back then was, I mean, that, the build to that match was what? eight months, nine months, yeah. like it was long, right? You know, right. Savage and then the Hogan Larry. stuff, I mean, yeah. the Hogan stuff that went through, you know, I mean, it was, a, it was a big chance by Vince that he took to put the belt on him at four. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause Hogan was, was doing other things. And then they obviously, uh, you know, turned him heel to give it back to Hogan. But I mean, he was such a good bad guy. I mean, that whole, I mean, nobody talks about that as much anymore, but the whole heel run that he did when him and Hogan were breaking up and Elizabeth was in the middle and, you know, like uh, Savage got thrown out of the ring and knocked out Elizabeth during that. I think it was a Saturday night's main event or something like that. I mean, it was legitimate heat that you felt coming from that rivalry and from that match. And again, that's all Savage. Like he carried that. Like, you know, Hogan is Hogan, but he needs somebody to kind of to work with and, Savage could work with anybody. I mean, anybody. I, I agree. If, if, uh, and I'll tell you what, what kind of solidified Savage on my list. I went back and I watched um, the Wrestling Classic, which is like one of the second oldest pay-per-views on the network. And Savage works like five times that night. And it's just, yeah, you know, they're, they're shit matches, right? It's just, you know, it's him against Greg Valentine or Dino Brown. Yeah. You know, they're short couple five-minute matches, but but even in those, he's he's just amazing. So for me, um, it was WrestleMania eight because he was towards the end of his in-ring career with the yep. WWE at that point, and he beats Flair for the title in Indianapolis at WrestleMania eight. That's right. It was a really good match. Good I mean, match, he it, he he played it fantastically. He made that's, the Warrior look was, good at he WrestleMania. He was the leg really bad, right? He was wearing those gold tights. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Was, yeah, that was. But he won match. the title. Like I think people sometimes yeah. forget. Like he won the title from Flair that night. He wasn't just a one-time title holder. He made the Warrior look good the year before at WrestleMania Seven. I mean, he could he could do it all. He really could, yeah. and it's it's a sure. tragedy that uh, not only is he gone, but he just he didn't have more in-ring time with the WWE and kind of got lost in the whole mayhem of what became you know WCW at that time. Yeah. So, all right. Um, okay. So we've got um, Stone Cold and, and Macho, and I and I think this is where our lists are gonna kind of go our separate ways. So my, my next one up was, was Hulk Hogan. Um, H- Hogan for me, I, I'll admit I'm a Mark, right? I, I love that real American. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I, I don't think it's, it would ever be on the list of one of the best matches, but like him and Slaughter at WrestleMania seven, was it? Um, yeah. You know, is, is one of those matches that I just really, really enjoy watching. I enjoy watching him Hulk up. I enjoy watching specifically in that match. He's got blood all over his face and, and Adnan comes in, and he takes the flag and he, you know, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a dork. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, him against warrior at, uh, at WrestleMania six was, was amazing. Right. Um, oh, for sure. 
so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to guess your three. Okay. All right. You'll get you'll to... get two of them for sure. The other one okay. you may not get. Okay. So Warrior's got to be one of them, right? Ultimate Warrior. Actually, no. Oh my God. Okay. No. All right. I I, not, I thought but... for sure, I thought for sure Warrior would be one of them. Okay. Take another guess then. Okay. Jake Roberts has got to be one of them. Of course. Jake, uh, Jake is my next one in line. Jake had, um, I mean, for me, I don't know what I was, I was just so drawn to him. I think he had one, um, his story in general is just really, really interesting to me. He did a, he did a DVD with the WWF a long time ago. That was, that was really in depth on his life and what happened to him and going back to a really, really abusive childhood uh, sexually, physically, all kinds of really crazy messed up stuff. And to think that he came out of that even somewhat normal is pretty amazing. And the story about just, you know, I think he was the first one that I really heard the entire behind the scenes story on his drug use and everything like that. But I just, I loved him in every other way too. Like in the ring, I thought he was fantastic. He, um, he was very purposeful with everything that he did. He was very deliberate with everything that he did and he was calculated and he was smart. Like, I don't know if the guy could go out and get a good score on an SAT, but the guy knew how to work a match and he knew how to do the psychology of the match within the ring as it was going on. And he just, he showed that. And I, I immediately respected that, but outside the ring, he talked a really good game as well. And, uh, you know, he had his own talk show when it wasn't, you know, when there weren't a lot of people who did that at the time. And for me, I don't think there's a better finisher that has ever existed in the history of wrestling than the DDT. It just hasn't. And the fact that he created it on a, on a friggin' accident is just amazing. Like the story behind that, which has been told many times is, is a classic one. He basically just had some guy in a headlock and he tripped and fell and he dropped on it. And it just sort of became that epiphany that, that, you know, it just kind of hit him. But he also has one of the, one of my, I told you about Savage's signature move where he takes the guy and jumps over the rope. My other fame, my favorite signature move is Jake the Snake when he does that short arm clothesline, short which arm is clothesline. nobody yeah. else does. Um, but the DDT, like nobody ever got up from that with the exception. The only person that I can ever think of that ever kicked out of that was the undertaker at mm-hmm. WrestleMania eight. He kicked out two of them, which yeah. is great because they were building the undertaker and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, nobody kicked out of that DDT ever. And that, um, that was just classic. So yeah, I mean, I, I love Jake. I think he's the perfect mix of uh, the uh, out of the ring psychology with the in ring talent, and just overall just friggin' cool. Yeah, I just love him. Jake, um, <clears throat> even before Jake kind of went through his his yoga resurgence and and got clean and this that and the other thing, Jake was a a super compelling character. Um, I agree. I mean, the, 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 the promos that Jake Roberts would give um, where he would just kind of stare into the camera and just be Real like quiet. speaking to your soul. Right. And he, yeah, he was <laughs> quiet and he was deliberate with what he was saying. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, ironically enough, I just watched the match the other night where <clears throat> he DDT'd steamboat on the, on <sighs> the concrete Dude, that gives me the chills. Oh God! I mean, like that, like Steamboat's not selling. He's legit, like knocked out because Jake yes. dropped him on his head. Because he can't pick the him concrete. up. Yeah, and he and he like headbutts him. him up. Yeah, um, but it's but it's it's scary. I tell you that that's one of the things that really, you know, obviously wrestling today is 
is not even the same sport as it was 30 years ago. Um, that one today, though, still bums me out that there is a 35 DDTs in every match, and it's it's just not the finisher that it was. Yeah. They watered um, it down. They don't. He, nobody does it like Jake. It doesn't look right. Like I hate it. My biggest pet peeve in wrestling period is when someone DDTs him and then they flip over, like they do a complete flip. Right. Like when Jake DDTs someone, people lay flat, right? Like yeah. it's just like it, it's almost like it it legitimately knocked them out and made them unconscious. And the fact that uh, people just sort of like nowadays they kind of flip around and, and make it more of a, a caricature. It, it doesn't, it, it bums me out. I agree with you. It, yeah. it took away from some of the power of that. Um, okay. <clears throat> so my next one was uh, Ric Flair. Um, Flair well, to me. Before you uh, go there, before yeah. you go there, I want to comment on Hogan because I feel like your yeah. Hogan is a perfectly legit pick. Um, and, and it was a really strong consideration for me because I respect what Hogan did for the brand of the WWE. Like Vince built it, but he put Hogan's face all over it. Yeah. And, and he deserves all the credit for that. I think for Hogan, my biggest thing was, is that as a wrestling fan in the legend era of the WWE, they, they just stuck with his gimmick too long. Like it just, yeah. the real American thing, it definitely run its course, especially by the time it got to WrestleMania seven. Because, you know, you kind of felt like at WrestleMania 6 when the Warrior beat him, that the Warrior was the new, you know, the new, the new thing. Like, he was the next guy. He was the one that they were going to build their, their flagship on. And, and, you know, if you know anything about the WWE, you know why that didn't happen. But at the same time, it's like going back to the well with Hogan kind of got repetitive. And they did it at 7, and they did it at 8, and then they did it at 9. And then it just got to the point where they never, they never had the balls to turn him heel. And then when he, when they did finally in the WCW, WCW, it became, you know, the next, <laughs> the, the version Huge. 2.0 of Hogan, which yeah. was gigantic. And it was yeah. the best thing they could have done. They just did it like five or seven years too late. But that was, that was a, I, I honestly, I struggled with that one a little bit. I was going to put that in there too, because as, as much as I don't really think Hogan is a good wrestler on any level, right. Yeah. When that music hits, like he deserves the pop that he gets, and he gets it for me too because I'm like, I'm like I love to see that happen. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So, so one of there was there was very few WrestleManias in the last God twenty years that we have not watched together. Yes. The one that we didn't watch together was WrestleMania. It was it was Hogan and The Rock. Which WrestleMania was that? That was 19, right? 19. We did not watch that one together. Right. And, or I don't know, maybe that was the last one before, like maybe that was right before we started getting together. I think, we, I I think have, it was right before. We started watching was, early 20s, I believe. So I, I watched that match and I remember, you know what, you're right, because I was living in Washington at the time. I, yeah. I remember watching that match and I first time, so if you recall, um, Hogan was a heel coming into that match mm -hmm. and Rocky was the face and that was at the Sky Dome, which of course is where Hogan and, and Warrior went at it. Um, and, and, and I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. That match, when Hogan came out, that crowd went fucking apeshit. And, and then throughout the match, like no matter what happened, they were cheering Hogan. They were he not was, They were going to make him face no matter what. Right. Um, it was, a, it was just, I'm getting, I'm literally, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> it, it was, 
it was amazing. And again, even at that point, and again, this is pre WCW. Um, was it? No. No, that was that was when they came back. That was after. You're right. That was after. But you know, he's clearly way past his prime, and and Rock is you know can can run circles around him physically, sure. but but Hogan could Nobody still run it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Okay. Um, are we done with Hogan? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. All right. So my, my next, my next on the list was Ric Flair. Um, Ric Flair. And again, there's probably a little bit of overlap for me cause I loved him in WCW, but even what he did in WWE, WWF, when he came in, um, you know, he, 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 they had the angle where he brought the big gold belt with him. And there was a, there was a whole storyline where he had, apparently he was with Miss Elizabeth and they had pictures with them. And, and this whole thing was savage. Um, I mean, and he, and he won the Royal Rumble to win the title, um, you know, to, to hear Bobby the Brain Heenan, which we'll have to do that list at one point, the best managers of all time, um, to hear Bobby Heenan in the Rumble saying, it's not fair to Flair. It's not, you know, it was just going crazy. Um, and I just, Flair to me was, you know, he's the 16-time world champ. He's, he's the OG um, and, um, and just – you know, I, I know he didn't, obviously he didn't get a lot of horsemen play in the WWF, um, but the promos that that guy could cut, um, and not to mention the fact that he could just go, you know, he was, he, he's, uh, like I said, he's, he's, he's one of the best. Oh, for sure. And, and it was, um, that was another one. It was like, I, I can't disagree with it. Like he's, right. and my list isn't necessarily the best. It's really more my favorite. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I think flair, the reason he doesn't end up on my list specifically is just because he didn't spend a lot of time in the WWE and That's I right. didn't, I didn't watch a lot of stuff out. But if there was anybody that I knew who was a wrestler outside the WWE, it was flair. It was Ric Flair. Like he transcended, you know, wrestling celebrity in a way that, that, didn't consider the the boundaries of WWE versus WCW versus, you know, NWA versus whatever. Like everybody knew who Ric Flair was kind of like Dusty Rhodes and things like that. Um, for me though, the next one on my list, I actually, it's, and this is, I, I think you'll guess this one. I don't know. We didn't really, I didn't let you go through and, and guess the rest okay. of them, but this one for me is Roddy Roddy Piper. Um, okay. Piper is one of my favorites, which is ironic because Piper is easily the worst effing wrestler on this entire list right like he's <laughs> yeah. not a wrestler that's yeah. that's not his style and that's not a, a dig on piper because i love piper he's one of my absolute favorites of all time um i i just think that uh but he's a brawler right like that's his style yeah. like he just gets in there and he's got nothing but full energy he he you know he can do an atomic drop and, and maybe a body slam but that's probably the limit of what he can in a sleeper hold of course yep. but roddy piper just had the most um infectious energy of anybody that i've ever known and i think the thing that tipped the scale real realistically for me and this is gonna you're gonna remember this but it's gonna sound really kind of stupid um it was after he died uh, we, you and i were at a horror hound convention where we were uh we were standing in line getting ready to get our picture taken with uh, a, a certain uh, a certain individual from big trouble in little china and uh which is of course hey there's a pod there's a vlog for you waiting to happen um we were talking to some girl and she was talking about how she i don't remember how piper came up but she was at another horror convention because obviously he was in the movie they live john carpenter's movie and he you know was no stranger to those conventions 
And she was talking about him. She's like, he was the nicest guy in the world. Like he would walk up to people and he would shake their hands and he would ask them how their families were. Like, how's your family? And, and these are complete strangers. Like he doesn't know these people, but he's just being incredibly kind and incredibly accommodating to all these, uh, all these people who just love him for, for being an actor and being a, a wrestler. Yeah. And I, that, that probably shouldn't be the reason he's on this list, but it is. It's just, it's, he's just fantastic. He was a great heel. He was a great good guy. The best match he ever had was Bret Hart, and that's because Bret Hart was Bret Hart. Uh, and that was at WrestleMania 8. I, ironically, that WrestleMania has come up more than any other one, and that, one, that wasn't a very good one. But, um, but I mean, I just, I love Piper. The charisma is unmatched in my book, and uh, yeah. you know, he was just fantastic. I just love him. You know, I, I, I tell you that when, you know, obviously the, the, we, we have lost a lot of wrestlers over the last – you know, decade yeah. or so way too early. Right. There, there could be an entire another show. Um, right. That one, that one and macho are the two that really, really hurt. Right. I was, yeah. like, you know, I was like, Oh God, Savage or, you know, Piper that, yeah, that one, that one just really hurt. Um, I agree. I mean, I, I was a huge Piper Mark. Um, um, you know, I, I was bummed that that dude never got a title, as far as I know, in the WWF. Um, Intercontinental. He, 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 you're right. He got, yeah, never got a that's world. That's the one he lost to Brett at WrestleMania that's, 8. That's right. So, yeah. Which was, a, which was a great match, right? That was the one where he had him a sleeper and, and, and Hart right. flipped him over into the pin, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, that was – yeah, exactly. He, Hart ran up to the, to the turnbuckle and ran up the turnbuckle while he was in a sleeper hold and managed to flip it back and then held his shoulder. I'd you know, never seen that move to this day and yeah. before or after. And it was fantastic. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I come back to, to, um, the, the, the backyard back, back lot brawl. At, 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 With uh, against, against gold, gold. So, um, okay. Um, so, okay. So you got, uh, you got stone cold macho, Jake and Piper. I got Stone Cold Macho, Hogan, and uh, Flair. My last one was The Undertaker. Um, Taker for me was he is he is professional wrestling, right? He is the um, he, he he's thirty plus years in at this point. He is somebody who has always been quote in character. He he never breaks character. He's always the undertaker. He's not just Mark Calloway. Um, he has changed his persona throughout the years. He's had different theme musics. He's had different versions of the undertaker. You know, we've gone from the undertaker to the underbiker to the American badass to the, the demonic one. Um, and, you know, I've been saying for probably 10 years at this point that he probably should just retire. He's, you know, he's beyond, uh, but, but I'll tell you, his match this year at WrestleMania was pretty fucking good. I mean, it was, it was You're right. Right? I mean, it it gives, was, he it gets was, all the credit for that, for sure. You know, it was it was essentially a horror movie. And, oh, before I forget, so in addition to being an OG 406 North Laner, Pip is also the co-founder of ScareTissue.com, which is another passion of ours. Um, so, right. you, you know, just another reason why I love this man. So, um, but yeah, so so that, that, that taker and... Um, AJ match this year was essentially a horror movie, right? And it was, and, yep. and it did a good job of kind of hiding Taker, uh, what he can and can't do in the ring. Um, but again, yeah, for, for me, 
Um, one, one quick thing before you get to your last one. So my brother, uh, my brother, Mark, who always watches WrestleMania with, the, with us, um, for years in our old house had a full size, life size undertaker stand up, you know, in his room, six foot, 10 inches tall. Oh, and my God. mother tells the story to this day about how she would walk into his room and that would scare the shit out of her because <laughs> <laughs> just the silhouette of this six foot, 10 inch dead man in, in Mark's room. So that's fair. Um, okay. I, I have a feeling that we've touched on your last one already. Um, I thought it was Warrior. I, I, struck, I, you know, but I have a feeling we were just talking about him a couple minutes ago. So I'll let you, I'll let you say who it was. Well, you might be right, but um, yeah, Undertaker's a really hard one to argue with. In fact, you know, the more you talk, the more you could probably convince me that I need to put him in place of this next guy. But uh, the last guy for me is it's it's Bret Hart. It's Bret the Hitman Hart. Um, yeah. Absolute master technician. I don't think I've ever seen a better technician in the ring than Bret the Hitman Hart. And I don't think you can give anybody any more credit than that because <clears throat> the, um, you know, the idea is to skillfully entertain the crowd without necessarily exposing the, you know, the, the secret behind the curtain and things like that. And I just think that he, he did everything, everything that he did. He did it as hard as he could. He did it with as much discipline and as much training as he had to offer. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, I mentioned earlier that I felt like nobody took a bump better than Macho Man. If it's anybody, it's Bret Hart because that dude, yeah. I remember there was at least once a match, he would, he would do this thing where he'd get whipped to the turnbuckle, but he'd go chest first instead of back Great. first. And every time I saw it, like, I felt like the ring moved three inches and it just, it crushed me. Like, I was like, wow, that guy is, you know, he, he really sells it like that. Um, but he's another one, again, like everybody else on my list who played a fantastic heel alongside, uh, you know, a really, really good face. I, I think he's probably a better heel than a face, to be honest, um, because maybe, maybe, it, maybe not a, sort of akin to his actual personality. I don't know. But, you know, he he's just he was fantastic and he had so many good years and so many good rivalries with whether it was Shawn Michaels or whether it was, you know, whoever, um, Stone Cold. I mean, he had so many, so many good matches. And I don't know if I've liked, liked everything that I've heard from him outside of the ring. And, he, you know, he seems like he's, he's kind of bummed about a lot of things and, and bitter about some stuff, and probably rightfully so in a lot of ways. But, <coughs> excuse me, the, uh, the work that he did in the ring was just, it's incomparable. I mean, he just, he made it look easy. He made it, he he's the kind of guy that made someone like me think, Oh, I could do that. Even though there's no way anybody thinks that I could do any of that. I couldn't even, <laughs> I couldn't even be Miss Elizabeth, you know, outside the ring and, and just Elizabeth. hold the ropes for Randy Savage. Elizabeth. But, um, but no, I, I think he was fantastic. He was amazing. Top to bottom. I, I would agree. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I think I've probably, I've probably soured on Brett. Um, over the last several years, just cause he, he's kind of turned into, um, kind of grumpy old guy. Right. Yeah. Um, he's not the like for right, sure. Right. But you're, you're right. I mean, if, if you look at the body of work from when he came up with, with Andrew Neidhart as the Hart foundation and Jimmy Hart and, and, and the, the tag run that they went on. And then when you go and, and he started winning intercontinental titles and then world titles and I mean, and you're right. I mean, some, some of the, the work that he did as a heel, as 
uh, as part of the quote Heart Foundation. It was the Canadian group against Stone Cold Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. I, I mean, that was, and then and then Shawn Michaels and the Screw Job and this. I mean, fantastic. Um, it, yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. So. Um, okay, so so I've got Stone Cold, Macho Man, Hogan, Flair, and Taker. You've got Stone Cold, Macho Man, Jake, Piper, and Bret Hart. Okay, so so I'll, I'll put you on the spot. I'll put you on the spot here for one minute. Please. Um, a single honorable mention. One more. A single honorable and, and make, mention. And make it and make it one that we haven't talked about. So make it somebody that's not on my list. I, and surprisingly, I figured this guy would end up on your list, but I think The Rock is my honorable mention because okay. un, uh, unmatchable charisma, probably arguably more than, than Stone Cold, I think. Um, everyone's yeah, excited about The Rock when he comes in. <laughs> the single reason that he didn't end up on my list, the lamest finisher ever. Like the elbow, that rock bottom elbow bullshit is so <laughs> dumb. It is so damn dumb. Like, I don't care how many times you jump over the guy and do the whole thing. And just, it's an elbow drop for God's sakes. Like right. even Hogan's leg drop has a little bit more credibility than that. The, the elbow is just, it's, ah, it just killed me. It crushed me. But I, I don't think there's anybody that I would love to see more at a, at an upcoming WrestleMania than someone like the rock, because you and I both know, and we've giggled endless times uh, listening to that guy roast people on the microphone, you know, whether it's, or, you know, all this stuff that he did, all the, you know, he, all the impressions he does and making fun of the NWO when, when they were a thing in the WWE. I mean, he's fantastic. And I love the guy. He's, he's not a tactician in the same sense that any of the other guys are, but I mean, he's, charisma absolutely 150 percent correct yeah I, I would agree i mean that 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 dude um yeah i mean he's just he, yeah he, he kind of defined that kind of next wave of wwe um I, you know I, I think he's i candidly i think he's probably too big for wrestling at this point right i mean he's a, oh, he's a sure. multi-billionaire when it comes to the movies um but i would agree rock is is high on that list is um, he your honorable mention though no, he's, he's putting he's, me on the spot i gotta nope. put you back on that he, he's not mine would actually be john cena okay um, all right john like that. cena that dude gets so much hate he's on the, the second time hogan is what he is he, yeah right and and for a lot of years he was yeah he was he was going to be the next hogan right um but you know what if you look at john cena objectively at what he does in the ring. John Cena doesn't have bad matches. He really doesn't. I mean, yes, he do, he uses the five moves of doom and yes, he, you know, he's very formulaic in his matches, but he can go in there and he can have a good match with just about anybody. Yeah. For he's sure. Entertaining on the mic. Um, he, he literally gives two fucks about if he's getting roasted or cheered or what, you know, he just doesn't care. Um, and then when you, and then when you factor in, uh, you know, all the stuff that he's done with make a wish and, and he's, and he's yeah. a funny actor, like some of the movies that he's in, I, I what, what was that movie with, um, uh, uh, what was the gal, the comedian, um, uh, Amy, is it Schumer, Amy Schumer? He was in a movie. Uh, with her. Yeah. He was funny. I mean, he, you know, he's, I mean, he didn't carry the movie or anything. He was there to be a meathead and he's a meathead. Um, but again, it's, yeah, I, 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 um, I know I get a lot of hate from like, there's a lot of 
kind of wrestling fans our age that, you know, want to hate on WWE and hate on anything that's quote mainstream and anything that's not, you know, new Japan or AEW or this, that, and the other thing is just garbage. Right. Um, but, but John Cena to me, he's, he's an entertaining dude. And, you know, I get, I suppose that that's consistent with my love for Hogan, right? Um, John Cena is the next, the next Hulk Hogan. Very so. much. In my opinion, very much. He's, he's more of a body than a wrestler. Um, yeah. and, and has a lot of charisma and evokes a lot of emotion from the crowd, you know, Cena more so negative or, or maybe as much negative as positive. Hogan didn't get nearly as much negative, but that was at a different time, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't popular to jeer the bad guy. Free social media too, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like so the business has changed immensely over the last 20 years. Um, but I would agree that he deserves a lot of props for, um, taking on a role very similar to Hogan, but at the same time, you know, running, he understands that at the end of the day, whether they're cheering him or whether they're booing him, as long as they're doing one or the other, he's doing his job. He's, he's winning. Yeah. He's making yeah. the company money and he is therefore a, a very valuable asset. And I am for one, I'm definitely sad to not, to see him not a part of the company on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, a lot of the last WrestleMania, which was a huge disappointment for, from my perspective for him specifically. Um, but you know, good for him, good for everything he's done for that company. And, uh, I, I hope that his run is not done because he's pretty close to flair and titles, right? If I'm not mistaken, he's tied They're They both have 16 titles. I, I've got to think that Vince is not going to let him. Yeah. He's got to, he's going to get 17. I got to think I, maybe I'm just maybe, just maybe yeah. give him, give him a one or two year run with somebody yeah. and, uh, let him do it. Let him prove it one more time. Probably right. after Flair's dead, <laughs> right? Because Flair would right. Flair would cry because Flair's kind of a crier. That's what, and, that's uh, what Flair does. He cries. He cries. So, all right. Well, hey, we uh, we knocked out our top five. We uh, we we broke through the barrier of of getting together and doing our first our first podcast. Right. So we did it. Um, and, and now that now we know that we can do it. Um, so uh, I can pretty much guarantee you that this will not be the last time that uh that old pip is on uh on the podcast here so which which makes me immensely happy because uh if we can schedule some time to uh to get together on zoom uh and and chat uh bullshit about the way we you know shit that we've been talking about for the last 20 30 years now um that makes me very happy so yes me too and thank you for having me on with all of your four or six viewers. I, I, I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty sure this will uh, double, if not quadruple your viewership. Um, and, and hopefully that it, hopefully it does. I don't know if anyone's going to sit through 45 minutes of wrestling conversation, but fingers crossed it happens. And if it doesn't, who gives a shit? Like this is kind of what we're here for. It's just to <laughs> talk between us. So, Absolutely. Um, so hopefully, so hey. hopefully many more con, uh, many much more uh, content to come in terms of all of our favorites absolutely uh a couple things that we've been talking about in terms of kind of upcoming and ne next things that we may talk about um pip and i are both huge van halen fans right so we've uh we, we have to have probably one or several discussions about van halen um we are obviously huge wrestling fans we are huge horror movie fans um, you know, we might have a conversation about police academy movies. Who knows? You know, Trouble <laughs> Little China. You know, you the greatest 80 mo 80s movies that nobody ever cared about. There you go. 
So, hey, uh, again, thanks for, thanks for tuning on, th tuning in. Thanks for listening for, to us bullshit. Uh, I'm Chewy. Have a good evening. I'm Pip, and uh, love you, buddy. All right. Love you, too, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. All right.